Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, yeah, yeah, what? All right, another episode of the College Street Podcast. I am Josue Pavone, alongside Joel Pavone. All right, Pavone Show, this edition of Causeway Street. No Sean Dutra. He's so damn mad at this team. No, he just couldn't make it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of Celtics fans that are really mad at this team, though, you know? But that's okay. That's all right. You you deserve to be upset and frustrated, but don't give up on this team quite yet, right? I mean, they're not – once again, the, the, the injury bug – is, is, is taking full force of this of this starting five at the worst time, right? But there's there's plenty of bright spots, of course. Kemba Walker had a terrific performance the last time he played, and the Celtics, despite a couple of losses in the last ten games in the grand scheme of things, they're moving in the right direction. So we're here to make you Celtics fans feel better. Me, myself, Josue, alongside Joel, we're gonna we're gonna talk you through this, <laughs> which I feel like we've also been saying a lot throughout the course of the regular season, but. I mean, this time it's a little different, though, right, Joel? It's a little different. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, like this team is moving in the right direction. Um, it, it, they didn't get blown out by the, the Nets, you know, like they kind of did the first two times. Uh, that's always a plus, as, considering that you were <laughs> you, you were missing three starters. So, like, like come progress, on, I guess. like, like it's progress. Right. I, it's it's progress because it's like you know, Stevens can start trusting other guys that maybe uh, Celtics fans don't trust, but. I mean, we can we can talk about we can dive more into that as this as this episode progresses. Yeah, I definitely want to do that because that, <laughs> that's one that's one thing I didn't like from from Brad Stevens was was his rotations against the Brooklyn Nets, and I, I, I get it. You know, you're shorthanded. It's not easy to make. Uh, it's not easy to appease everyone when, when you're when you're going through decision making and, and you got Shimmy Ojale in your starting lineup and you got Romeo Langford. I mean. I mean, like for putting up a goose egg in that starting lineup, you, you can, it can really complicate things, right? But when you're playing against Kyrie Irving, and he, he's in the middle of the worst game of the season, and I'm not exaggerating whatsoever. The worst uh, shooting performance, worst uh, scoring we've seen from Kyrie all season long. Shot just over 22%. Like, like you got to capitalize on that, right? I mean, Jason Tatum, 25 points in the first half. You got to capitalize on that. That third quarter where... Guys like Blake Griffin is giving you the business. Uncle Jeff, freaking the Renaissance, giving yo, you the business. Yo, Uncle like, Jeff, Uncle Jeff went to work. Yo, he went yo, to AKA work. AKA Renaissance Jeff, man. Like <laughs> my, my man. Like as, as years go by, the whole fine wine thing. It's like he's just more polished. He's not better, right? He's not gonna be. He's not gonna revert to 
being a 20-point scorer or whatever the heck he was in his heyday. <laughs> but he's just been solid, rock solid, consistent. He continues to do that all season long. And, of course, against the Boston sub. Yeah, I mean, when you got guys like Jeff Green, and I feel like he's he's done this uh, time and time and again every time he plays the Celtics, no matter what team he's on. Um, you got uh, Joe Harris. No knock on Joe Harris. Joe Harris is a very solid role player for this Nets team. You know, he, he does his thing. He's he's pretty much your 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 three point uh king on, on the squad, even though you got other guys like Durant and, and, and Harden. But when you got those two guys leading your your leading the leading the pack, so to speak here, and uh what's the guy's name? Brown or was Bruce Brown coming off the bench? Bruce too? Brown, yeah. Like and and then and then what was that other guy like they just signed? Um Mike from uh, he was he just came from overseas. Who? Exactly, Mike Jones. Mike, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Mike fucking Jones. Who? So, Mike Jones. Yeah, so I, I get it. Like you're you're shorthanded. Yo, my man, the, the ink <laughs> off his passport was still wet. When he <laughs> the stamp, in, the stamp was just when he checked still, in. Still, still, still. You know, it's it hasn't even dried off yet. It hasn't even dried off. Jeez. But when you got when you got those guys going off, and just Kyrie just feeding them, like you know, facilitating and grabbing rebounds, and he's like, you know what? I've already scored 77 points against these guys in the first two meetings. So I'm just going to just uh, make sure everyone else goes, goes off. Yeah. You're, yeah. I agree with you there. Sway. Like you can't, you can't have that. You can't let that happen. I, again, I get it. You're shorthanded too, but that was a waste of 38 points from uh, Tatum, a waste of 22 points from uh, Pritchard because, you know, Pritchard went to work as well. You know, six out of seven from three point land and, and you lose the game. Like that's a tough one. That's a tough one to swallow. And I wasn't expecting a whole lot from Evan Fournier. Like we just from what yeah, we've yeah. seen from Jason Tatum coming back from COVID, like it's not I get it. It's the first game back. So I'm not even going to whatever he put up, I was just gonna take that as a bonus. But I just it's the attitude, man. It's the energy. It's that that swag that I saw from these guys a couple of weeks ago. The ones that were telling the media to F off and you know, all this <laughs> and that. And look, yeah, you were backing it up. And, and, and you just, I didn't see that same team against the Nets. I didn't see the same team that we saw against the Phoenix Suns. Now, Kemba Walker, of course, makes a humongous difference, right? I mean, when Kemba Walker is cooking the way he was against the Suns, 30 plus Kemba, I mean, you take that every single day because there's not, there's not a whole lot of those to go around. Let's face it. Let's be honest here. And with that, like, believe it or not, that's such a bright spot for this Celtics team where we're talking about how far they can go in the playoffs and, 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 and the fact that, they still have a really good chance to not partake in this damn play-in tournament that everyone's been talking about so much. But I just can't get over the fact that without Kemba, you know, yeah, okay, without Jalen to a certain extent, but just w- without Kemba, like, I-, I just, I can't, like, I look at a team like the Phoenix Suns and, and the, the way the Celtics handled them and the way Kemba Walker played against that team. That's a team that's fighting for the number one spot in the Western Conference. Like, that's a team that's not too far behind the top teams in the NBA. And it's just, those are two completely different Celtics teams that we saw on back-to-back nights. And one gives me a whole lot of hope that this team can find the momentum at the right time, or at least that if, if, if Kemba Walker, all right, put it this way, this team could be a Kemba Walker, you know, Renaissance or whatever you want to call it, a, a Kemba Walker uh, consistent at that third spot, or, you know, player away from, from reaching the Eastern Conference Finals for potentially going toe-to-toe and knocking off a team like the, the Sixers and the Nets. So I'll, at least the Celtics have that to, to go on. But we also can't look look over the other injuries, what Robert Williams means to this team. You know, 
and and Jalen Brown, how serious is this shoulder injury or elbow, or excuse me, um, yeah, shoulder, right? I was gonna say shoulder, left shoulder injury. He's the same one who you know has has a history. You know, you take all that into account, and it's just like, man, any anything, any one more bad thing can push the Celtics to to, to the point of no return. Yeah, I mean, um, other than the shoulder injury too, he's been battling the uh, the knee tendonitis, so that that can flare up at any moment for Jalen Brown. So uh, it's like when they were going on their on their run, you you saw that they were gonna they were they were healthy, right? Minus Fournier, obviously, but it was like one by one with Robert Williams. He was listed as day to day in the beginning, and now he's missed like five games, and I don't know. It's just. It's tough because it's not just COVID that's anymore. Huge, that's huge for both ends. <laughs> yeah, you know, before yeah. it used to be like, oh yeah, you need him for the for the defense and that you know he can really intimidate guys in the paint or or or, or disrupt you know the flow of, of opposing teams' offenses. But offensively, he, when he gets his touches, the Celtics are a different team. You yeah, know, yeah. whether whether he's scoring or not, just just getting getting his touches and, and, and getting him in the paint to create because he's also a good passer. I mean, that's a humongous loss on both ends. Like you go, you go from having. Uh, Robert Williams and and and, and Trisha Thompson as your main guys, you know, off the bench in terms. I mean, like in terms of like the big man rotation, and then you 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 can sprinkle in now Jabari Parker, who you know we haven't got a chance to talk about because he you know he was he was signed. This is usually this is usually the case when the College Street Podcast releases an episode, something big happens right after the episode gets released. So <laughs> like, Jabari right. Parker was signed right when the last episode was released. So I've liked what I've seen from him in the first uh, few games uh, the, against the Nets, not so much, but. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of uh, great things to talk about the Nets off the bench other than Pritchard, but those three those are your three guys, right? In terms of like the the middle, um, you can I guess you can sprinkle in Cornet every now and again, but I think that's more when 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 one of those three that I mentioned are are not available. So, um, like, how deep do you want to go with this in terms of you know your 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 four and your five spot, and technically after Tatum. There isn't really a four on this team, right? So that's the front court gets a little bit gets a, gets gets affected when one guy or two guys are are out for a long period of time. I just I'm just worried that this Celtics team it's gonna just not they're gonna run out of time, you know? Yeah, like right. that's five, and 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 we're we're gonna have to see a, a somewhat of a version of the Nets, you know, what we saw against the Nets and. Obviously, that would be awful because you know that then you don't even have a chance. But even when you do have Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker back into the mix and, and and Robert Williams, like I just think not getting enough reps in, man, it can really be effective. But a first round playoff series can change that, right? We've seen that in the past with other NBA teams, and it, as long as they avoid that playing tournament, and, and I, I still think they have a good chance of doing that, then then they're going to be in good shape. But I mean, to your point about the, the second unit and, and guys like Peyton Pritchard, man, I, I just, I, I don't, I couldn't understand why Brad Stevens, I feel like just didn't want to like unleash him sooner or, or, or he was so, he's been so cautious with him. And, and I know he was, he had hit that rookie wall, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I feel like he's been removed from that. And, and when he's on the floor, like the way the Celtics, are, the, the, the way the Celtics were handling the ball and, and, and the, the way the turnovers were stacking up in that second half, I just couldn't understand why you don't go to Peyton Pritchard sooner in that third quarter. You know, like like Pritchard, he has to be that secondary playmaker for the Celtics team, and it has to be someone that you can rely on when guys like Marcus Smart and Tatum and and other starters need need a need a break. 
And I just think he's that guy. Look, Marcus Smart has done a good job of facilitating. Yeah, he has some of those plays, especially, you know, the one I'm talking about, the Shaq's in the full worthy turnover that he did down the stretch where he looked like he thought that he saw one of his teammates in the corner, but it was actually two guys that were on the, on the, on the bench cheering, you know, that, he, got, I'm not, he got mad. I thought he got mad for a second. The, the way he was like, yo, y'all need to sit down. Yo, when, when we're in this uh, yeah, situation, he was joking, yeah, yeah, it was one of those like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mad, but then I'm like, no, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. But like, I'm not just talking about that. I just, I just mean like someone that they can rely on with that, that can free Marcus of that, of that duty. Right. You know, like, I, I just don't understand wh- why not give him that opportunity, especially on nights when Kemba Walker's not playing. You don't want to start him? Fine. But Peyton Pritchard has to be in the fold, has to be well over 20 minutes and, and constantly uh, facilitating because he, he's going to need that weapon down the stretch. He's going to need that weapon in the postseason. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think he should have started the game. You know what? I think Kemba should have played that game. Let's, let's, let's start with that. You know, when we're talking about the backcourt in general, because it's like, you know, you, you're, you're going to be, you're down Jalen Brown, you're down Robert Williams, and Kemba's coming off a, one of his best performances of the season. Yo, let him play. Like, you only have one more back to back after this. Don't play him because I believe they're playing like Cleveland, some shitty team at the end of the season. So fine. Save him, save him. Don't play him in that. But this is the, this was like your last quality, uh, you know, back to back. And, Again, him coming off a great a great performance against the Suns, yo, play him. But maybe don't play him the full thirty plus minutes that he's been playing. But you know, get like start him and, and get him and get him going a little bit here. And I think he would have had a different outcome. Now you don't want to you didn't want to play Kemba fine, but I think Pritchard should have started that game. And I think uh, Romeo has been getting these minutes because of, because of his defense. And it wasn't like it was that great against the Nets, but like overall, I think he's starting to get. You're starting to uh, gain Brad Stevens' trust a little bit, and I think Pritchard needs that as well. I think he needs a little bit more trust because it's not just all about scoring with him. And you're going to start seeing that he's going to be a, a major piece, if not already, a, 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 in, in the rotation here going forward and into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm glad he started Langford. Like, I want Langford to get you know defensive assignments against start, a, a starting lineup like the Brooklyn Nets, you know, whether they're whether they're shorthanded or not, like he has to be into the fold because he's he's another one that's going to be important for for defensive purposes moving forward. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's my only thing with with Brad and his approach to the game on Friday. You know, uh, putting in Carson Edwards start the fourth quarter. I like that. Apply pressure. Look, these guys are down by fourteen points. To me, that's like, yo, man, I, I'm I'm going Carson. I'm going Tatum. I'm about halfway. I'm about halfway to to, to waving the white flag, guys get it together and they did you know <laughs> like it, it works like that that's um that, I, i'm not complaining about that i, I just i, I just i, I want to see pritchard i don't want to i don't want pritchard to be uh labeled as like the the same sort of program or put into the same sort of program that we saw with robert williams right like robert williams at the beginning of his tenure like and, and that was necessary because he that's how raw his skill was Peyton Pritchard's not that raw Peyton pritchard's got plenty of uh, basketball, plenty enough basketball IQ thus far up to this point in this in his rookie season that he could take on those kind of minutes, those heavy minutes. Yeah, I mean, it, it it just it goes to show like what the difference of going to college for a year versus four years. Like he was, he's NBA ready, and for, regardless of the rookie the the rookie wall that he hit a couple of weeks ago, that he even he admitted to it. Like he's he's ready for this long haul. He's ready for the the, the stretch, the, the the you know the end of this regular season. And he's like, yo, let's let's go for this this deep playoff run. 
and, and and Brad has to be able to trust him because like I, like like we like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, COVID injuries. There's they no other team in the NBA has been affected by both than than, than more than the Celtics. Again, it's not an excuse, but like you you have to be you have to have your guys ready to go no matter who, who no matter who you decide to go with. What do you think the Celtics' chances are that they that they're going to enter this playing tournament? Um, looking at their their schedule for the rest of the season, it's great. I think that they're not going to be playing in this in this um this playing tournament. Um, like you have you have a few playoff teams scattered <laughs> in there, and just I, to let people know. Hold on, real quick. Sixth yeah. place, thirty two and twenty eight. I mean, they're a game out we'll of see what happens. Yeah, game out of uh, the the fourth seed. Um. They got they, they got they got to play the Knicks one more time. So if they win that season series, because right now it's tied one one, you own the right. tiebreaker. Uh, you don't own the tiebreaker with Atlanta, unfortunately. So if you're tied, you end up as you know, whatever seed tied with, excuse me, with them, then you're you're going to be the seed below. Yeah, but they might drop like without Trey. Yeah, that's, that's a true, humongous. Trey. That's a humongous loss. I mean, that's the thing. Like the the, the schedule is is it's, compared to the other teams, it's heavily in the Celtics' favor. Yeah. But then also you have an injury like Trey Young. You have the Hornets that are on the downslide, you know, with Gordon Hayward out, you know, and um, I think Ball might come back. I yeah, think, he's coming, I think yeah, he's coming back. They said we're probably going to see Ball back for for that second game for the Celtics because they they played them twice this week. But yeah, I mean, all that all that works in their favor. I mean, I, I would say Miami's going the other way though, but we'll see. Well, I mean, I, I think I think Miami, I think Miami's like the favorite in that playing tournament because yeah. yeah, they just and I and I cannot wait because if that yeah. happens then. We get an we get an incredible first round matchup yeah. either way, right? Yeah. With with the Philadelphia 76ers, or we'll see the Miami Heat take on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 all I'm all for it. I mean, I mean you got right. the Nets that they took over the the first the first seed as of right now. Um, the Sixers have been they've lost like three in a row, if I'm not mistaken, uh, as we're we're recording this podcast. So they're slipping at the wrong time, and the, and the Celtics they need to they need to take advantage of that of these of these teams slipping. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. All so, right. so silver lining <laughs> to, to sum up, <laughs> right? Uh, we think the Celtics have a great. They're in a great situation to not be in this playing tournament. Uh, it's the seventh seed to tenth, right? They're, they're, those those are the ones that fall into that to that category. Celtics Correct. are six right now. Currently, I uh, have a chance to go up to to up to fourth in this next these next um, week or so. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And you know, Evan Fournier, he's gonna. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna have another fucking zero for seven night like he did against the Nets. And and it's okay because even even he's like the only way for me to get acclimated with my new teammates because he's only played like four or five games since he's um, been traded to Boston is to keep playing because they're not practicing. Uh, they've had like one or two practices since he's been here. So he's like, I, I gotta play. So that's the only right. way he's gonna get acclimated. So you know what else too? You know what the new Celtics do, man. You know what they do when they when they throw up a stinker like this or a disappointing loss like this, man. They clap back. They, they do. do. They do. And and I think that uh, that's going to happen this week for sure. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about the injuries, and and you know, it seems like every other week or so, or not even like every like five days or so, there's one of these disappointing losses. But I mean, that was all before that winning streak, right? That six game winning streak, right? I think leading into that winning streak was when the the attitude shifted a bit, right? It's like, man, we gotta uh, we gotta play for pride here, you know, man. They they throwing dirt on our name, you know, like that. 
I think that resurfaces and, and that's going to, that's going to bode well for this team. But again, the injuries are the injuries. You know, you, these guys, if we don't see Robert Williams and, and Jalen Brown for another week, I, I think that's when you start to see this team sort of, they're going to start losing that, uh, that stride or that swag. Mo- momentum. Little, yeah. Yeah. A little bit, you know, you need those guys that they're, they're, they're special players for this team, especially Jalen. Yeah. It's, it's not. We've 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 talked about this the last few episodes. Like when when everyone is on, like this team is is it's hard to beat. And yes, they're top heavy, but like those that five that starting five, whether it's put them uh, up against any, yeah, yeah yeah, and whether it's Robert Williams or 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 Thompson because Thompson's been playing pretty solid. I feel like ever since he's come back from COVID, um, they're a hard team to beat. And when that ball's moving around and you're in the twenty five to thirty or more assists, you know, as a team. Uh, area, then you know you're you're probably gonna win that game. Yeah, we're just spraying that ball, as Stevens would say. Exactly. <laughs> they just really spray the ball, you know. <laughs> spray it, spray it. It's all over. I just pictured like a freaking like someone on the hose just like spraying the ball, like, you know, like someone's trying to pick it up and then someone someone sprays it and it just keeps moving across the court. It's like, yeah, oh, like no, he'll, say, he'll say either that or or a pop, pop. Yes, yeah. We really made the ball pop, you know. <laughs> So I don't remember. I don't remember hearing the ball get flat there. Uh, Stevens, what are you talking about? No, no, just, just keep <laughs> that's be a, is that be. Was that a Midwest thing? Or was it Indianapolis thing? <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. You know, that's probably that's, that's exactly what what it is. Some, don't they call soda pop? Yeah, that's exactly what they call it. They don't even say soda; it's pop. Yep, for them. Out, pop, out in the Midwest, pop has, pop has many definitions out there. Yeah, not yeah. it's not just about music. <laughs> I feel like we would say. <laughs> What do we say? You just say swing. We're so lazy in the East. Yeah. Yeah, just swing the ball. Swing That's that shit. Says. Yeah, right? Keep swinging. Swing. <laughs> Move that rock. Right? I don't know. What else, what else is there? Yeah. Like, the, the, no, it's like, it's like don't, let, don't let the rock stick. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Swing, swing, swing. Don't let it stick. Don't let it. Yeah. Don't let it. Pop, pop sounds like more like. Sounds more like old school, but and he he makes it sound like a the way when Brad uses it, it's an old school term, but it's like he modernizes it to like to to it sound pretty cool. I mean, that sounds cool. No, that, but, that more often. But I could hear like Larry Bird saying something like that, like, like we made, we really made it pop tonight, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like we really oh. had the ball popping. Yeah, it was a lot of popping out there that of that basketball, and that's that's how you win basketball games. Well, no, he says pop. That's a different. See us, yeah. We, <laughs> we hear popping. That's a whole other different thing. So, yeah. Got to be pop. You can't say popping. Popping is that's like right, what? Right. My bad. That was the east. That was the east in me. My bad. Yeah, the east came out real quick. So, yeah, it's like it's like, it's like when you go to a party. Yo, yo, this party's popping. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it's always off the hook. You know, it's going, it's going down. <laughs> Rather, how the kids <laughs> say it these days, it's lit. <laughs> no, I was gonna say yo, that, that sounds mad old now. That doesn't sound. <laughs> that doesn't sound modern. <laughs> You go to that uh you go to that party last night, yo, that shit was popping. Uh you mean lit? Really? Yes, yes. It was lit. No, nah, nowadays kids would be like, Are you talking about basketball? Talking about Brad Stevens popping? Like, no. The ball was not popping, especially against the Nets. No popping whatsoever. I didn't see no ball in this in this party you speak of. Zero pop. Nineteen <laughs> nineteen turnovers will, will do that to you to a team. <laughs> Jeez Louise. But it was lit though. Oh, and then it's, it's like coach, coach, we we try to make it pop, but you know, we did a couple passes, the ball would Turn the ball over. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, that's something's I've had a big, big issue with turning the ball over. Even in these, even in some of these wins, like you, you're, you're, you're surprised that like 19, 20 turnovers and you still get a W. They, they need to stop. Yeah. That. That's a bad habit. I need to cut that real quick. 
Right, that's not it. That's not it. Yeah. This episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Now, now BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Now, don't forget to use that promo code CLN. That's 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. All right. Let's take our trip around the NBA. Let's, uh, let's wrap up this show of Causeway Street the way we wrap up every single episode here. We take a trip around the NBA with Joel's in case you missed it. Joel, what we missed? In case you missed it. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. All right. In case you missed it. Longtime Houston Rockets CEO Tad Brown has announced that he will resign at the end of the season. Yet again, another executive in the uh, offices of the Houston Rockets just calling it quits. He can't figure it out either. Huh? <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it takes, Wade. It's all it takes is for you to lose your franchise player for the last seven or eight years, and the office is just like, you know what? You know, he had the right idea. Let's get the fuck out of here. We're not, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not doing this. We're not doing nothing here. <laughs> John Wall is not the guy. I'm sorry, he's not the guy. <laughs> I just picture him walking into a room. They're all looking at him like, so? <laughs> huh? Huh? He's like, huh? Huh? Like, no, I got nothing. Man. Nah, man. You know, I, I'll give you all the courtesy to find somebody in the meantime. So, you know, I will I will resign, quote unquote, at the end of the season. So that gives you about a month, if that, to figure that shit out. Make some fucking decisions here. Yeah, man, he he pretty much, uh, you know, what I'm about to read here just pretty much sums up, like, just, you know, how, how the, the vision, the vision when when Harden arrived was was pretty simple. Win a championship, right? No matter no matter how many coaches or how many players, you know, came in and out of here. It just never happened. Right. Uh, it's time to move on, and it's time to take on other adventures, and we're looking forward to," said Brown, who uh, apparently he joined the organization as the vice president because he got promoted to CEO in 2006. So it's the greatest honor of my professional life to lead this organization. It's been the ride of a lifetime. End quote. Somehow I don't, I don't believe him, but that's what he's, <laughs> that's what he's kind of saying. Oh no, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> I don't. I just don't believe him. Right yeah. of a lifetime. Yeah, it's Life. like it's like look, it comes this this resignation comes, you know, after a, a year, right? Because it's we're talking about from the end of the bubble till now, yeah. right? From from you when they got knocked off. Ride of a you can't call that a ride of a yeah, lifetime. yeah. So basically, like all these changes from from when they got knocked off in the first round. No, sorry, the second round to the Lakers. You have uh, uh, Dan Tony, who essentially was coaching for free those last couple of months because his <laughs> his 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 contract expired. In like fucking uh, June of 2020, and they were they were playing in September, and he's like, you know, yeah, we'll we'll talk after the season, and like literally a day after they got knocked out, he's like, yeah, I'm good, I don't, I don't think we have nothing to talk about, I, I, you know, I got other things I want to 
want to pursue and then ends up being an assistant on the bench. He's the like, Nets. yo, man. He's like, my man, I'm not even clocked in right now. Bro. I'm done. All right. <laughs> Daryl Moe just fucking upped and quits. Not even 24 hours later, 72 hours later, working for the 76ers. And they've been in the, you know, up until Friday night, were the, in the first seat in the East all season long, pretty much. Sounds good, Doug. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was right days. away. What a complete turnaround for this for the me, for, for a franchise right and, and, and then the opposite for not for another. Let me tell you something right now. It's not gonna happen this year. But if if Philly next year or the year after, if they win a title, that's gonna be in a book. Daryl Moore's gonna write a book and he's gonna talk about those forty eight hours. What yeah, happened? Yeah. <laughs> like that either way, actually, you know what? Fuck it. When, whenever <laughs> maybe the book's not about a Philadelphia championship, just maybe it's a Daryl Morey book. And and that forty eight hours is going to be like probably one of the better chapters of that book. Not only that, but like the fact that he still had an opportunity to to trade for Harden well, again. Off, yeah, I know what I'm saying, but the fact that he had a chance to pull to pull off a hard, another Harden trade almost right. a decade later to another franchise, but yet you know they're still sitting pretty where they're at right now. And like you said, if they win the championship. Fuck it, even if they make the finals, that's further than he ever did with the Houston Rockets. Yeah. In less them, amount man. of time and less talent. Bless them. <laughs> yeah. Not only not only with a coach, but with, with some shooters, man. He was like, man, I'm gonna I'm putting this whole town in my rear view. Right? <laughs> H Town, I'm out. Yeah, right. Philly, what he up? The deuce. He checked the, deuce, <laughs> he checked the deuce, deuce real quick. Real quick. I'm putting oh, this yeah. whole fucking town in my rear view, kid. <laughs> like, Daryl, why are you talking like that? Um where, where, what the hell? Where did that Boston accent come from? Ah, what? I didn't no, no, it's just yeah, I the town's I my know. favorite movie. Sorry, man. sorry, sorry. sorry. I just, I got, <laughs> I got caught up in a moment, kid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the best scene of the. It's the best scene of the movie, man. Yeah. Honestly, it really. Is. <laughs> he wasn't gonna play house with those kids, you know. He wasn't yeah. fucking doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be me, you, and <laughs> it's not gonna be James. It's not gonna be Chris Paul. It's not gonna be you know us playing house in there at the Toyota, at the Toyota Center. It's just not gonna happen. So get that out of your fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> that Russ, that Russ kid, that Russ kid, worst move I've ever did. <laughs> James Harden, Russell Westbrook, holding a fucking trophy. It's not gonna happen. Okay? It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Get that out of your fucking head. Get that out of your fucking head. Okay. LeBron James, <laughs> Anthony Davis, losing in the Western Conference, not gonna fucking happen. All right? <laughs> <laughs> ripping butts. I we were up. Ripping- we were up three to two against the fucking Warriors and just let us slip through our fingers. Uh, uh, let us slip through our fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah again. <laughs> the Warriors, they live in my fucking nightmares. Like the dude, the dude he's saying it to is like, oh, he's, he's had it up to here with that damn thing. Oh, here we go again, Warriors again. <laughs> yeah, right? 2018. They could have ended a dynasty like that. <laughs> yeah, like three out of the five years, like they had like a shot to like come out of the West and it just end up always fucking losing to the Warriors. Well, twenty eighteen was the best chance, man. Yeah, it really was. It really was. No, no Durant, beast, ridiculous. Harden, Ugh. just keep chucking threes. Just, just, just keep fucking I chucking di- threes, and just we just lost the game. I digress. Hey, that's what got him there, though. That's I don't true. blame him. But twenty eight straight, though. It's just yo. That's a, you know what that is, man. You know what that is, bro. Keep shooting that's basketball guys. Yeah, that's some basketball guys. Somebody up there was just like, I don't like this, man. I don't like this. 
That's what this is. This, is, this isn't what the game's about, my man. What, man? What? I don't know who these two people are. I'm just throwing something. Yeah, there. just you're what, right. What, what, man? It's, everyone's shooting threes now. That's the way the NBA is. No, 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 man. I don't think that should uh, should be the the end all be all. And you know, lo and behold, and zero defense. No, it's just not the same. And I know, and zero defense. All right, all right. Well, no. how about can't. this? How about this? They're gonna miss. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make them miss 27 in a row, and we'll see how much defense they play. I bet. And they, they bet, bro. That's what happened. With. And then the after, two basketball gods. Yeah, and then after the after the game, the two basketball gods. They came. They came to a general consensus. You can't go to a strip club the night before and think that everything's going to be all right in Game Seven. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just, it's just that's another good point. It just doesn't yeah. work. It just doesn't work. That's what God. They watching, man. They don't. You don't. You don't get. You don't get awarded for that. You don't get awarded no. for not giving. Not giving a fuck and thought that you were going to win the game that way. Nope. That's just that's not fair. how it works. Just not how it works. Guys, everyone, guys, everyone, look out for the basketball mythology book coming out for Joseph Pavone and Joel Pavone. <laughs> <laughs> what you're hearing right now is a sneak preview. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be. I think it'll be titled, "If the Gods of Basketball Could Speak." That's that's. What it <laughs> it's gonna be like a freaking. What's the uh? What's the front? What's on the front of the Greek god? It's like that. Uh, oh yeah, like a, a gesture, yeah. like a gesture. But it's gonna be like a basketball figure, dude. <laughs> on a, on a cloud, like, a, like <laughs> on a cloud, a, you know, like a, on a, a mountain somewhere, mountain top somewhere, <laughs> wearing high shorts. <laughs> yes. Yes, you got some covers on, maybe some yeah. chucks and some shit. There'll be a couple of versions. It could be like you know, if if what if what if Kevin Durant decided to come to Boston? Like it's like no, nope, no, nope. too far, too far. It wasn't that wasn't that much struggling in between the Kevin no. Garnett years and and, and right. And, it's gonna yeah. explain everything. It's gonna explain. it's gonna explain why Tom Brady wasn't enough to seal that. We'll break it all down. <laughs> break it down. Kelly O, sorry, that's just right. just wasn't enough. Which, by the way, like I I don't want to as if I I shouldn't have to reiterate this, but. Uh, this isn't all facts, okay? It's no, just yeah. all <laughs> mythology, okay? Mythology. <laughs> you can believe it if you want to, right? But we're not, we're not specifying as facts. <laughs> this is our explanation for yeah, shit. Right? Yeah. And speaking of Kelly O, <laughs> who would have thought that Kelly O would have been one of the bright, one of the bright spots for the Houston Rockets this season, huh? Since he, I know. since he got traded over there. Oh, all right. I, I thought you were going into your next in case you missed. I'm like, oh shit, what happened? What Kelly O do? <laughs> oh no, man, he's been he's Kelly O. I, like, oh, I got nothing. He's just been balling though. Like since he since he's been in the Houston. Not sure if he's in their long term plans, but you know, yeah. Get another. Uh, what is it? What did he? What did he uh, end up making? Like fifty mil. He made was it fifty fifty and four? I think it was something like that. All right. Yeah, fifty and four. So yeah, don't hey, know man. If, don't ever get that kind of deal again, but. It's the Houston Rockets. They've done worse, right? But he's he's still valuable, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if he'll get fifty mil, but yeah. Head to patreon.com slash causeway and check out one-on-one with Joe Sway. My exclusive one-on-ones with NBA players and NBA coaches, including this one with Marcus Smart. Is that an opinion you share with a lot of other people around the league? That that yeah. star treatment in terms of like some an incident like that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's. It's one of the elephants in the room. We know it. We see it. Right. I mean, it's obvious, you know. It's been obvious for years. You know, this is how it works. Head to patreon.com slash causeway and check out one-on-one with Joe Sway and, of course, the Causeway After Show. Well, in, in case you missed it, well, I don't think anybody missed this, but I just it's just worth bringing up. Um, the verdict in the, uh, the trial of the officer who killed uh, George Floyd. Found uh, guilty on all all three charges: second second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. So I got to chalk that up as a as a win. Absolutely. But it's I love the, I love the fact that the NBA, in so many words, in so many statements, were like, "This is bittersweet. 
because there's mm. so much more work to be done. Yeah, Brad Stevens was one of them. And the anxiety that I went through that day of like waiting mm. for this to be, you know, announced of, of the the verdict because the verdict came back so quick. I was like, this is either gonna this is either a bad thing or a good thing because it came back so quickly and it took forever to be to be released or to be read. Right. And uh, the fact that uh, I got the news via Woj and uh, Shams. <laughs> You're like, yo, from the athletics. So I'm like, this has got to be true, then, right? They're dropping, (laughs) dropping news before my local, my local uh, news station here, and before like CNN and anybody else for the for the most part. You know, know, CNN was like, yo, who the who the who who leaked this? How did they get the drop before we did? Like, are we are we not seeing and fucking that? No, (laughs) (laughs) like, yo, yo, not even TMZ dropped that shit. Who the fuck (laughs) exactly leaked this information? Who leaked this information? So yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah, right. We, we got a leak. Who, who leaked this? Shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who cut a deal with Woj? <laughs> who the fuck? Is? Like at the same time, like like almost simultane- simultaneously, the tweets came out from Shams <laughs> and from Woj. Like, yo, guilty, Don- guilty in all three, all three counts. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Don Lemon's taking slow baby steps back. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, hey Don, how come you wasn't on the panel when this was was this was announced? Oh, I had to go to the bathroom real quick, you know. Yeah. I just I just was very nervous. I mean, I mean, come on, guy, who cares, man? Good news is good news. I know. Right, <laughs> what, on, like, why does it matter? <laughs> guilty is still fucking guilty, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they're mad, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. CNN, bro. CNN That's like is. CNN having the drop on uh on on uh, LeBron James going to Miami, right? <laughs> it's like breaking news, right? LeBron, ESPN would be like, yo, what the... F-? Like, ESPN's like, we're still in the middle of conducting this interview with this motherfucker. Who the hell released the fact that he's going to Miami? Like, we didn't even know this. The fuck? He hasn't, he hasn't even said it. We have a live feed. Like, What's going on? What the... Who in this uh, Boys and Girls Club said some shit? Who, who did it? Uh, Rich Paul. No, I don't know. <laughs> I know Rich Paul is like... Rich Paul is making a name for at that time. He's like... Oh. For real. Yeah. See but no, uh, a good... A good first step, I guess, sort of to sort of speak in in the in the, uh, in the fight for you know equality and, and and social justice and I know I can't I can't stress that enough because we've been uh, an advocate here on the Cosmic Street Podcast uh, for change for um, just no more hate. Right at the end of the day, that's right. You just, you can't ask for anything more than that. I mean, I think if anything, last year, it just forced everyone to have the conversation and it was uncomfortable and it, and it was, you know, people lost friends, people lost, yeah. some people aren't talking to family members over yep. this stuff. Yep. The election, of course, not everyone was happy about the election, you know, and, or at least not a lot of people were, I mean, going into the election, I just feel like the divisiveness of the, obviously the election that. That's always going to happen, but last year was different. There was a lot. Of, there was the, the elements going into it was just it was really divisive. And when everything settled, and and you know the the you know Biden was was was, was elected, and I felt like things started to sort of die down, or at least people in those conversations started to die down a bit. But then, unfortunately, when when other things happen across the country, when another police shooting happens, the reaction is different now, and and it's a lot more of okay. Something needs to change here. And this is another step in that direction for sure. The verdict and the reaction to it. You know, I, I don't know about you, Joel, but for me, like the most part, the response has been very, very positive. And, and I'm not saying in our inner circles, obviously our inner circles are 
are in circles. Like, yeah, <laughs> not going to differ much from how we feel. Yeah. But you know what I mean, right? Just the, the overall consensus, you know, whereas a year ago, it was, I don't want to say 50-50. I, I can't put a, per- a percentage on it exactly, but it was so divided, man, when, when everyone was protesting and, and, and people were just really starting to, to grasp how much of a trouble, uh, how problematic police brutality really is in this country. Like, I think last year people really started to, to really grasp it. You felt the pulse, right? You, you, right. you, you can feel the tension. You can, uh, you can like watch. George Floyd was like, it was like that. That's it. We're, yeah. It was, it. Like, yeah. We, everyone felt that. Yeah. It was, you hate to say like the tipping point, but it was like for the NBA uh, as I guess one of the leaders in 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 the uh in the movement or to push you know that message that you know that's it like we're we're not going to stand for this even if we play basketball or not like we're we're going to use our platform for good in this situation right and then the right. other leagues then the other leagues followed suit MLB NFL NHL yeah, always always give you have to always give the NBA props for being trendsetters man for sure like just the the overall message, just to, to 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 put Black Lives Matter on their on their basketball court, uh, in their in their uh, commercials, and I think that really set the president in terms of speaking out, like using your yeah. voice. Whether that meant that this trial was going to go the other way, the NBA, I think they're still gonna they're still gonna keep fighting, right? And that's and I and that's like I said, that's all you can really ask for because right. Like it's, you know, it's not temporary. That's yeah, right. yeah. Something, something's got to give. Something's got to change. Right. And this is a, a a great step in that in that direction. And it's the fight's not over. Um, I mean, you got Dante Wright, who was also killed in Minnesota, and that former officer has been charged as well, even though she resigned. Right. But we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, man. The battle, the battle continues. But yeah, like you said, you, you put it perfectly. It's a it's a win for sure. Definitely justice for George Floyd. Now this, now it just comes down to the sentencing, right? Because each, each charge has a different sentence. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a, that's a whole another, uh, can of worms, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, everyone has to remember that this is, he's, he's convicted for second degree. You know, I, I know one of those charges carries a, the heaviest, um, it's like a 40 year, right? Maximum. Something yeah. Like that. The heaviest sentence was the 40 years, but I mean, second degree isn't, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Because even the, even the third degree was the state of Minnesota is only one of like six states that that even has that charge. I didn't even know what that was. Well, he almost got that. Remember? Yeah, he was only, he was only, only going to get that. Yeah. And then they added the second degree um, second degree murder and the second degree uh, manslaughter. So the 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 jury they got it right. They got it right. Yeah. And in case you missed it, uh, sad news. Obviously, here to report when it comes to the death of. Boston native Terrence Clark, the young man who was killed due to injuries sustained in a car accident in L.A. this past Thursday, had declared for the NBA draft, which was coming up here in July. He was with uh, his Kentucky teammate, Brandon Boston Jr. He survived, thank God. But overall, uh, a young man who had an impact not just here in Boston but across the sports world as there's just the 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 outpour of of grief and support for this family from the NBA to 
college basketball, obviously, and 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 everywhere in between. And I know Sway, you you had met him uh, a couple times, and we were um, we were together along with Sean and our boy Tim, the resident Suns fan, at the Suns game when news broke. And I, I'm still I'm still in a loss for words. I'm still in shock because at the end of the day, a 19 year old who has such a promising future is no longer here. That's the unfair part. But I just hope that all of the good things that have been said about this young man continues to reach his family so that they know how much of an impact he and how many lives he's touched in such a short time because he was going to be 20 years old in September. And he wanted to be such an inspiration to the, the city of Boston and the kids coming through the next generation and, 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 and so forth coming out of Boston to follow their dreams, no matter how big or small they, they are. Right. And he was just a perfect example of that. Yeah, man. I mean, we always talk about growing up in Boston. And I mean, for, for someone to come straight from the city to the league, I mean, that we, you're revered in this city, you know, always. We talk about Dana Barrows, man. He grew up where we grew up, you know. High Park, Mattapan area. Uh, Terrence Clark was like going to be the next one. You know, people can talk about um, Connington or um, Chris Heron, but for, for Joel and I, it's different with someone from Boston, man. It's like that's our neighborhood. That's where we grew up. Those are our stomping grounds. Like, you know, uh, the fact that he played on course not too far away from course that we used to play on. Like that, it, it's it's just all of it. It's just it's just a tragedy, man. It's just a I really had a tough day, honestly. Friday, it just, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get them off my mind. It's so heartbreaking when you just don't know what tomorrow is going to happen, or like what tomorrow is going to bring. At the end of the day, it's just, that's that's like something I couldn't. Wrap, I had a hard time wrapping my head around that. It was just like you, you, you're about to. Your life's about to change. You're going to change so many lives. Oh man, he just signed a clutch, man. Like. Just signed the clutch. Yeah, the, clutch sports. LeBron, like, signed with Rich Paul, who who was the first one to to, to break the news to Woj. And, and it's just so disappointing because, like, like you said, man, he touched so many lives and um, it's such a humongous impact. And you just hope people um, people just learn from it. I don't know, man. Just count your blessings, I guess. Um, try to just... Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, we, it's tough we, loss. We had the conversation, obviously. You know, it's like for a brief few hours that we were actually at the garden watching, you know, the Celtics play live and in person for it, it felt like that. It felt like, for at least for me, it's felt like years since the last time I was at the garden watching the live Celtics game. And it's and right. it like taking a break from like reality just to get hit with a dose of reality hours later that oh right. all of this could be gone in 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 a second. You know what I mean? Right. But our crash in the middle of the day. Like you know yeah, like that's, it's like come on. It's tough man. Yeah it's man tough. I spoke to him a couple of times. He would be at the garden and he was just such a nice kid. I mean obviously like high school kids shooting around the garden, yeah he'll be pretty damn happy but like so polite, so like the guy that people just wanted to just shoot the shit with for a little bit and then keep it moving. And he could talk to anybody, you know, some of the basketball coaches, some of the Celtics assistant coaches, you know, 
he had them laughing, you know. And and I just remember, uh, I'll never forget, man. He was like decked out. You could tell when you know when a kid, you know, he's he's a high school, he's a senior at the time. You know, when you're like, oh, that's his outfit. You could tell he had one. He had like this like jacket, like this like nice jacket, like a space jacket, some NASA jacket, like some jeans on. And I remember he's putting up shots, and I'm just like, man, how you gonna shoot like with that thing? You you had you had the guard, and obviously everyone got 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 eyes on him. And man, he must have drained like three or four threes in a row, man. Like he was just loving life. Like I don't care who's watching, and I don't care. You know, I'm in street clothes. Like I, I just think that was the sort of vibe I, I he put out to everyone, and all the stories that I've read have have all um, confirmed that. You know, just yeah. that that beam of light that everyone gravitated towards, and just had a great infectious personality that obviously resonated with uh, Jalen Brown, who uh, worked out with him, and obviously resonated with Jason Tatum, who spoke about their relationship pretty much since after his rookie season. He's been in contact with him in one way or another for seek when 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 he would call uh, Tatum to seek advice. He you know it was that sort of big brother relationship that he had with those guys, and um, I just think it's a testament to the kind of guy he is, you know, or kind of guy he was that that had already made a profound influence on two rising NBA superstars. Let never mind an entire community that had his back, man. Uh, There's a vigil Friday night in Boston, and um, yeah, man, the city's 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 mourning for sure, man. Prayers up for him and his family. Um, I love that Jalen Brown has has, has uh, already sparked the idea of, of, of hoping the NBA could just somehow just announce his name on draft night. Um, uh, Terrence was, was was projected to be a late first rounder, early second round. Yeah, he had a tough uh, trying year in Kentucky, but his athleticism and I mean just his skill set alone um, put him in that you know in that category for late first round, and, and you never know. Workouts, the off season, like his whole program, anything could have changed. Could change, and and the fact that he was signed by Clutch, and the fact that he was in out in Cali for getting ready for you know draft stuff and NBA draft program working out, yep, yep. workout combine. It's not too far, you know. We're not too far from the combine and all that stuff that that um that that's such a special moment for these kids, man. Right before they right before they enter the show and hear that name called that 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 moment that life-changing moment that 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 they all play for and work so hard for I, i'd love for the nba to do that for his family if, if we could hear his name called um on draft name or even or even better right like if the, if the celtics just announced that they that like they drafted yeah. him you know like yeah. come full circle i mean jason tatum called him a, a smiling little brother like i think that that's just that just it fits everything that i've read about him it fits his personality fits like the characteristics that like i just you just it's everyone crazy. Just says how like how how nice of a kid he was and how brighter if you didn't know was. Any better you would have thought he was like a g-leaguer or something right it's like he was there often the way he spoke with the with the Celtics players it, it just you know his game like he's not he, he was in street clothes but he's, he's draining threes like it, it's just Someone, it was like he belonged already. Yeah, it's, someone, it's, it's really sad, man. Someone who had a love you, love for the game that like you, you know, know me well you know. enough. When I'm really taken back by shocking news that when I, when I you have to repeat something like three or four times, and that's what Joel had to do, man. He's like, "What are you talking about? Like what? Like?" And yeah, man. Unfortunately, Joel, you know, you were you were saying what 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 I was hearing was true. You know, I just couldn't I couldn't believe it. Like, no, wait, say that again. Like, no, not Terrence Clark. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, man. Tough day, tough day, and it's going to be a tough couple of days here. And in, in I had city of just Boston. seen he posted about Clutch, man. That's how I found out. I didn't right. know about Clutch. So, so his day. IG told me. Yeah. His IG told me that same day. 
the day that the, the, the like six hours after I found out Clutch signed him, I, I found out he passed. Like, it was man, yeah, man. Rest in peace to um to uh, Terrence Clark and and our thoughts and prayers are with his with his family. Uh, according to Woj, his mother was by his side when he passed away. So I can't I can't even imagine what what that poor woman is going through. I can, at least I, I would like to hope that all the 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 outpouring of of support for her son is 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 it's comforting her in some way. Right. You can only you can only hope you can only hope that you know. Um. Yeah. And um. That's uh. That's gonna do it for my uh. Edition of uh, this edition of in case you missed it. It's been it's been an interesting seven days. Uh, and <clears throat> full of ups and downs, but uh, unfortunately, that 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 is life. We just hope he's shining down on us. And also, rest in peace to a, a, a another uh, hip hop legend here, Shock G from Digital Underground, mm-hmm. who passed away. That's right. Yeah, the same day on Thursday, as we were watching the as we were at the Suns game, and um, fifty seven, fifty seven years old. Yeah, man. And as we're recording this podcast, the uh, memorial for DMX has just ended. It took place at the the public one, right? It took place at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And it, yeah, it's just been, like I said, it's been an interesting 10 days here. Yeah, man, it's been wild. You know, um, uh, one um, interview I, I listened to this past week was uh, All the Smoke with Chris Webber. Mm. And- he made a, an incredible, I guess he's not the first one because someone told me that someone has suggested this before, but he made an incredible suggestion. He said that, uh, that, that, that rap needs a, a union. Right. I'm like, man, that's like, that could save so many people. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say that, like, listen, rappers don't obviously lead the best lives, you know, <laughs> but I mean, DMX, uh, you know the, the recent past. Uh, it's just like some of these rappers are barely hitting fifty, man. You right. know, like yeah, like yeah. You know, you're right. I don't. Know if that would even work. I don't know if it would be like you know you got to put it in a certain amount of albums in or like this had to be like. But that's just an interesting concept. Like yeah. that's something that I think is um yeah, and and you're right too. Yeah. Rest in peace, Black Rob. He 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 passed between Black Rob you know, passed, our last episode Black and this Rob episode. Passed. Yep. Also, also in his fifties, and so I mean, you we saw him. At the uh, the Bad Boy um, reunion tour a couple years ago, right. if you would have told, if anyone would have told me that night, like, "Yo, man, Black Rob is gonna, he's probably gonna pass in like three next three to four years," I was like, "No, he's not. Like, he's look at him, he's right. fine." Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. And then you know you you see like you said you see all these these things after the fact like oh you know having health issues or or battling right. this or battling that and you're just like wow and it's it's crazy though because but maybe maybe if if somehow they were able to get help before the issue yeah. took over. You know what I mean? Like maybe that doesn't happen, you know. I don't I don't know what kind of resources these guys have, but I, I just I have to uh I have to go off my assumption that most record deals, once they end, they end, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you're not you're not still part of a union for life, you know, like there is no until there, you retire. Yeah, yeah. There is no like, you know, Medicare for, you know, yeah. rappers after after your your contract is done. Right. Yo, yo, after that tour, yo, can I go um, make an appointment with my therapist? You guys covered it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah don't yeah. worry about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think they do that. No, it's, yeah. And, you know, this this past weekend, too, watching Method Man and Red Man's um, them battling out on, 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 on Instagram, and one person commented to Method Man, like, yo, Method Man, you've been on a song with Tupac, Biggie, DMX. 
Like mm-hmm. all these all these rappers that are no longer here. What was his response? He's he was just like, Yeah, man, give me my damn flowers now while I'm still alive. Yeah. And it's and yeah. it's and it's true. It's true. Yeah. You know, this 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 pandemic hasn't been hasn't been kind to a, a lot of people, and that's including a lot of the music industry who are not even they can't even tour right now. They can't even bring you the the classics that so many of us grew up listening to and whatnot. But having these these random internet performances they're they're clutch they come clutch from time to time no for sure man i mean it's like uh it's like everyone getting a virtual ticket to the show you know what i mean it's like it's like you're in a a room it's like you're in a a venue yeah a virtual venue and it didn't cost you shit like it's great (laughs) (laughs) even if it was 420 it was great still great right even if it was 420 (laughs) you know it didn't cost you anything but the uh the activities that you were partaking in your own home, you know, that's all on you. you that's know? all. Yeah. You want to buy a drink, whatever you want, you know, and you're not, you're not getting overcharged. That's the best part. You ain't waiting in lines. Remember dad always says that, but, the, but going through games, you ain't got to wait in lines. You go use the bathroom, you know, <laughs> he's like, if you get, you can, you can pause it if you want to, if you got to, you know, if you want to, you ain't dropping dope for the Uber, for- <laughs> you ain't dropping dope for, you ain't dropping $12 for a beer. It's like, it's great. It's, it's awesome. It's great. It's so good. You're right. It's so good. Reminiscent. Especially, it's it's great when everyone else is doing it too, right? Like you were watching, you know, Sean, where you got when everyone's watching together because it's like you're at the show together. So, yeah, listening listening songs you haven't heard in in in, in such a long time. It's that's always it's always good. It's always good. And then they're performing in front of you. It's not like you're watching some DJ spin. Hell yeah! I mean, you were for a little <laughs> bit, but he was killing it though. It was. Knock on. What was the DJ? Was DJ Scratch? DJ Scratch killed it. Killed it. Yeah, he killed it. He killed it. Yeah. But uh, hit us up on uh, CosmicStreet.com for all your uh, Celtics news, rumors, and opinions. Real quick, we we have we've done it for a couple of weeks now. Our Causeway Street weekly recap. We talk about the good and the bad for every for the for the week for the Celtics. For the most part, they they're either playing three games or four games in a week, and we talk about who was the shittiest of the of the week. And who was the, the the player of the week, right? And and and, right. and the game of the week and the stinker of the week. That's those type of things. So you know, check that out. It's been we've been doing it for a few weeks now with our our, our new writer Ian. So hit up CausewayStreet.com. Hit us up on all social media platforms at Causeway Street, and subscribe to our Patreon Causeway After Hours for all your exclusive audio about everything from player interviews to random topics that we talk about. We, we we talk about it all, and we also take suggestions too. So, go up on there, subscribe, do the damn thing, support Causeway Street. That's it. That's all. That's all I got. You know, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag uh, Stop Aging Hate. Hashtag Justice for Breonna Taylor. Hashtag Justice for Jacob Blake, and hashtag Justice for Dante Wright. Because so far there has been justice for George Floyd, and. I'm so happy to actually say that. Right. Yeah, man. For sure. Rest in peace, Terrence Clark. And rest in peace, Terrence Clark. Yep. So until next time, folks, um, be safe. And we'll talk to you guys soon.